Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. Today, Pastor Humby Cervera will share a message with you. We hope you enjoy it. It's week five of Fruit of the Spirit. Now, this series is a deep dive in the idea of spiritual fruit. The reason we're taking this deep dive is because fruitful is the word that is guiding us for this entire year. At Akuo Church, we want to be fruitful this year and every year after this. Now, to kick off the year, we learn to dig our roots into the riverbank of God's living water. And it's through that connection that God can bear spiritual fruit in our lives. And in this series, we want to show you practical applications of the fruit you receive for yourself and how you can share that fruit with other people. So during this message, I'm going to have you write down some steps towards fruit in your life. So you need to get a, a notebook or, or paper or have your notes app ready by the end of this message, or at least sometime near the end of this message. We want this series to be more than just something nice to hear about being connected to God. Now, this series is based all around the scripture we find in Galatians 5. There it says, The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And this week, we jump into the topic of patience. So as I was prepping for the message this week, I kept on looking back at the same thing that has been testing my patience for the last year, our church, Akuo. In January 2020, I got up on stage at the church that helped get us started, City Tribe, and talked about how God had called us to start this new church, Akuo. It was actually like a year ago this week that we met together for the first time there in the theater. Now, those were some fun times. We were able to get excited about what God's words could bring to fruition. We got a chance to meet and get together in the church and talk about vision and plan and just what this place was going to be. We were so excited. Then COVID hit. And I wish I could tell you that, like, I was just this amazing composed person that just, like, woosahed my way through the entire thing. But that's not how I'm put together. I went from incredible, overwhelming excitement to dread, anger, sadness, and anxiety. I kept on asking God, should we keep on moving? Do we need to wait to start this? Should we really get this church started in the middle of a global pandemic? I'd be like, Lord, I would have trouble knowing what to do, how to open a church when things were like normal. What am I supposed to be doing here and now? I kept on asking and asking and asking for an answer. Then one day, I finally slowed down and I finally heard it. In my prayer time, I heard something from God. Now, it wasn't a response to my questions uh, that I was really expecting because instead of giving me an answer to all the questions I had, God asked me a question back. He asked, do you trust my timing? Do you trust my, do I trust his timing? I was like, yeah, sure, God. Yeah, I trust your timing, but look at what's happening. How are we going to build a community in this? How are we going to make this work? How can I possibly get this off the ground? I asked question after question to him, and his response never changed. Every time I asked, He'd ask me back, do you trust my timing? Now, what about you? Are you facing a situation where you want it to be resolved now? Are you facing a situation that you think should have been finished a long time ago? Or are you facing a situation that ended way sooner than you thought it would? No matter what the situation is, 
The big question is, how are you dealing with it? Are you trying to make it happen on your own? Or are you trusting God's timing in your life right now? The idea of patience is scattered all over the Bible. And one of the first times we see it mentioned is in the Jewish scripture, which we would call the Old Testament. And that's what we need to figure out today is, is patience. And we find that patience is mentioned in the book of the Old Testament called Proverbs. Now, Proverbs is a book of moral and ethical instructions written for people of Jewish faith. The teachings in this book guide the reader in how to lead a wise and godly life. The book was all about showing God's people how to avoid the pitfalls of unwise and ungodly living. The book of Proverbs showed them how, to, how their faith in God and in his words should affect their lives every single day. That it shouldn't just exist when they're at the temple. At this point in history, God actually led the people of Israel through the law. Now, the law is just a reference to the compiled decrees that you see in the first five books of the Old Testament. So there's not like one piece of paper that had all the laws. It's just a compilation of all the laws throughout the first five books of the Old Testament. You see, the understanding is that it, if an Israelite broke no commandments in the law, they still might be leading, might not be leading a full life. Proverbs helps people apply the laws in a way that would be pleasing to God. So with all that being said, here's what Proverbs 25 has to say about patience. Patience can persuade a prince, and soft speech can break bones. So here in this instance, there is a connection between patience and speech. Basically, what is happening here is they are explaining how patience and soft speech can be more effective than acting quickly with full strength. You will get further in your life if you can take your time and speak softly. This isn't the only time that we see patience brought up in the Old Testament. We also see it pop up in the book of Ecclesiastes. The book of Ecclesiastes is thought to be authored by King Solomon, who was one of the kings of Israel and thought to be one of the smartest people that have ever lived. He's also one of the writers of the book of Proverbs. So Ecclesiastes can be viewed in part as a book that would be used by people of Israel to help them better apply the law to their lives in a way that connects to God. So let's take a look at Ecclesiastes 7. There it says, Finishing is better than starting. Patience is better than pride. So this is one of my favorite pieces of wisdom from the book of Ecclesiastes. Here it's saying what we all know. The start of a task or a season can always be the toughest part of it. Yet we're always trying to jump to the next thing before our current situation is finished. When we need to be patient and wait until God's timing has brought the fruit to the situation we're in. Now here's where it gets really interesting. Patience is better than pride. In the Proverbs verse, they don't do this fully, but right here in Ecclesiastes, they are pitting patience against something else. And I think we would all think that the opposite of patience is impatience. But right here, what I think we are seeing is that pride is what fuels a lack of patience. I mean, think about the times you have been impatient with something. Let's just say like you went to go pick up some food or, and you're just like waiting forever. Right? You're just in that line of the drive through forever. Or when you go to HEB and the line is so long and then you finally get to the front and the person in front of you decides to like pull out every coupon imaginable and some of them have expired already and some of them haven't and you're just waiting and waiting and waiting and all you can do is just be like, ah, oh, can you just, I just need to get out of here as fast as I can. We've all been there at some level. But think about why you're upset in these situations. It's because you're like wasting your time. 
You feel like you're wasting your time or you feel like there's someone else that you could be right now. What you're saying during those moments of impatience is that your time, the thing you need to get to, is so important that everyone in the store should be moving at a speed that benefits you. Or that everyone in the line at the drive-thru should move faster because your hunger is more important than everybody else's. That's pride. That is our flesh showing itself for the world to see. Now remember back earlier when we were looking at Galatians 5 and it talked about where spiritual fruit comes from. It says the Holy Spirit produces this fruit. It doesn't say our will produces this fruit or our skills or our pride produces this fruit. It comes from the Holy Spirit. And what we've been talking about all of 2021 is that we want to have our roots planted deep into the riverbanks of God's living water, which is the Holy Spirit. Now we don't wanna plant our roots deep into our pride. We don't wanna plant our roots deep into our own wants and needs. That won't let us get to the fruit that God spoke. He wants all of us to have at Akuo Church this year and for the years to come. And we see this exact idea at work here in Galatians 5. So let's take a look at it. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. So we want patience to be produced in our lives. And right now, patience is pretty much all we have. With the way the world is, it's not normal. We have to live in this new normal world. For us to make it out of this season with our sanity, we're going to need to continue to dig deep into God's living water, which is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give us the desires that are the opposite of our sinful nature. And the Holy Spirit will give us patience when our own nature will give us pride and impatience. We're going to need to dig deeper so we can stay patient. Dig deeper to produce patience. That's how you can make it through these tough days. That's how we can have enough patience to get through this ridiculous season. And that's actually our big idea for today. If you remember only one thing about today's message, let it be this. Dig deeper to produce patience. Dig deeper to produce patience. To see this in action, I want to do a little bit of a character study in the Bible. Really what I want to do is compare and contrast two different characters in the Bible. I want to show you what it looks like when patience is applied to someone's life in the middle of a tough situation. So the first character we'll look at is Saul. Saul was the first ever king of Israel. And what is interesting about Saul is that before Saul even became king, Israel was run much differently. At that time, Israel had always been what was called a theocracy. So a theocracy is just a system of government in which priests or prophets rule in the name of God. Now things were going fine, and God had told Israel that someday he would choose a king to rule over them. However, Israel didn't want to be patient. They wanted their king at that moment, so God gave them one, and it was Saul. Now for the most part, Saul did a fine job leading Israel, however, there were times that Saul would flat out do the opposite of what God had told him to do. So in the story we're about to read, Saul finds himself leading the army of Israel into a battle. However, before the battle, he was given specific instructions from God on what he was supposed to do. Saul was supposed to wait for Samuel, the high priest and prophet of Israel at that time. Saul was supposed to wait for Samuel to show up and offer a sacrifice to God before they entered into battle. Essentially, they were supposed to wait on God to be present before they started their battle. He was supposed to wait seven days. 
for Samuel to show up. So here's what happened. Let's take a look at the story in 1 Samuel chapter 13. There it says, Saul waited there seven days for Samuel, as Samuel had instructed him earlier, but Samuel didn't come. Saul realized that his troops were rapidly slipping away. So he demanded, bring me the burnt offering and the peace offerings. And Saul sacrificed the burnt offering himself. Just as Saul was finishing with the burnt offering, Samuel arrived. Saul went out to meet and welcome him. But Samuel said, what is this you have done? Saul replied, I saw my man scattering from me and you didn't arrive when you said you would. And the Philistines are at Michmash, ready for battle. So I said, the Philistines are ready to march against us at Gilgal, and I haven't even asked for the Lord's help. So I felt compelled to offer the burnt offering myself before you came. So let's break this down. Saul was given a direct understanding of what God wanted from him. To wait until the sacrifice could be made and God's presence could be with them in battle. So Saul heard from God. But Saul had to wait longer than he expected to. Samuel was supposed to be there on day seven and he wasn't there yet. So Saul decided to take matters into his own hands. He acted impatiently. Really, he acted out of pride. Saul told Samuel that the reason he did this was because the men were scattering. And Saul thought that he had to do something quickly if he didn't because then they would lose the battle. Looking at it from our angle now, we can see that it is way more important to have God with you in a battle than to have more men fighting with you. So how did this turn out for Saul? Well, let's take a look back at the scripture. There it says, How foolish, Samuel exclaimed, you have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. Had you kept it, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom must end. For the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. The Lord has already appointed him to be the leader of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. Now let's look at this. Saul was chosen by God to be the first king of Israel. During multiple times in Saul's life, he saw God do miraculous things through him. But this time, Saul did what he wanted to. And because Saul acted in this way, he lost all the blessings that God had given him. And God was going to pick a new king to lead the people of Israel. Someone that would be a man after God's own heart. Because this situation showed everyone that Saul was not that man. Guys, I have felt the same way so many times over the last year. I've just wanted to like do it the way I wanted to do it. I've just wanted to like meet up. Let's just do this. I just want to see people and talk and meet and grow because that's what a church is supposed to do. And every time I wanted to do that, God put the brakes on. It was so frustrating. Now what's interesting is, is in October, we had actually started planning to open up for the start of this year, like January 2nd, or, or whatever day the, the first Sunday of the month, the year was. And as we moved closer, stress levels got higher and higher for me. I was becoming a ball of anxiety. I was freaking out about all the things that needed to get done. And I actually remember it all came to a head one day while I was working in the yard. I was working and I was stressed out thinking about all the things that had to come with the church. Now, we were at a time of year when all the leaves are falling and each weekend I would go out and get the leaf blower and blow all the leaves into the grass so I can pick them up from the lawn with the, the lawnmower, the, you know, the bag on it. Well, on this day, I was blowing the leaves and there was a breeze that was like flying right back in my face. So I would blow all the leaves with the blower and about a third of them would fly back right into my face and go behind me. So I'd have to stop and then like turn around 
and then blow those back again. But then every time I did it, like another third would fly back in my face. So I was just getting frustrated and angry and just, just really ready to blow up. Then all of a sudden, something hit me. And it wasn't like an audible voice, but as much as it was like a very clear and true thought that came out of left field. And I knew it was God. My words from God aren't always like this, but on this day, it wasn't a word. It was like a paragraph. That day, he said, it's hard to blow the leaves when the wind is pushing against them. Why don't you wait for me to stop the wind? What happens when you push into the wind instead of waiting on me? It's more work and it's not as good. So I stopped and waited. I waited and waited. I dug my roots deep into the riverbanks of God's living water and I was given patience. After a few minutes of waiting, the wind stopped. And once that happened, I, I turned on the blower and I was able to get all of the leaves to where I wanted them within five minutes. It was amazing how quick and easy it was. So we waited here at Akua. And because we waited, we missed the biggest wave of COVID that hit our world since the pandemic started. Not only that, we missed some of the coldest days San Antonio has ever seen. And these things happened, we missed these things because we listened to God's word. It's because we let the Holy Spirit lead us that spiritual fruit was provided in our church. So each week in this series, I wanna leave you with something practical to take away. So this is your time to write your notes, get your phone out, get your pen out, do what you gotta do. This week when you find yourself in a situation that you want to be done or you wanna get started or, or you're just unsure, I want you to ask God a few questions. Just take a breath, rest, and ask God these two questions. The first one, what is your timing in this situation? Ask God that question. Ask him what his timing is. Then when you get done with that question, ask another one, ask this one, ask him, is this my pride or is this your will? Is this the situation you are in because you want it or because God wants it? If you can figure that out, then things are going to go much smoother. And we see the same thing happen with uh, the other character we're gonna be looking at today. We find his story in the book of Luke. Here we're going to look at the story of Simeon. So let's jump into the scripture. There it says, at that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. So here's what we know about Simeon. He was a man that was waiting for the Messiah, the one that would come and bring peace to the world, the one that would redeem the sins of the world. And because he was someone that had dug so deeply into God's living water, he received the patience and the opportunity to see the Messiah before he died. Now, we aren't exactly sure how long he had to wait from getting that word and, and what would what's going to happen next, but we do know it was a significant amount of time. So let's break down what Simeon did here. First, Simeon heard from God. Then, like Saul, he had to wait longer than he probably thought he would. But unlike Saul, Simeon continued to wait on God. Now here's where the story gets really good. Now one of the things that was required by law back in, in those days was that when parents had a newborn child, they had to bring that child into the temple and offer a sacrifice to purify that child. So on the day that Mary and Joseph 
brought in this newborn baby named Jesus. Guess who is in there praying? Simeon. So let's continue in the story. That day, the Spirit led Simeon to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. Can you imagine the excitement that was flowing through Simeon when this happened? Can you imagine the relief and the satisfaction that Simeon felt in this moment? I think you can really fully grasp it when you start to look and see what Simeon does here. It says, he took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed Mary and Joseph. How amazing. Look at what happened because Simeon planted his roots deep into the living water of God and had patience come to fruition in his life. He got to come in contact with Jesus. He got to hold that little baby that would be the savior of the world. Then he got to praise God in the middle of the temple for God's greatness. And then he blessed Mary and Joseph. All of this happened because Simeon dug deeper and produced patience. We can have these kinds of things happen in our lives. We can see the Holy Spirit moving and growing fruit in our lives when we wait on God's timing and when we wait for the wind to stop. When we trust in him, when we dig deep into his living water, amazing things will happen. Fruit will be born to our lives. Now for some of you, the first step you need to take to get this fruit to start in your life is to actually be connected to Jesus. Maybe you have never started your relationship with Jesus in your life. But if you want to do that today, you can. It's really simple. All you have to do is have a conversation with him. We would call that prayer. So in this conversation, you just have to let him know that you believe in him. That's it. So if you want to do that today, I want to lead you in that prayer. Also, if you've prayed this prayer before, I want you to pray along with us because at Akuo, no one prays alone. You always have a community to pray with you. So let's bow our heads and, and just pray that prayer right now. So just say something like this with me. Jesus, today I want to let you know that I believe in you. From here on out, I'm going to dig my roots deep into you in the best way I know how. Amen. Now, if you've been a believer for the last five seconds, or the last five decades, and you want to get some more patience, and you want to see God's timing in your life, then just bow your head and pray this with me. God, thank you for everything. Thank you for the blessings and even the challenges that I have in my life right now. Father, today I'm asking you to show me your timing. You know the situations that I need to see you moving. You know the situations that I need you to stop the wind in. God, please show me when you want me to move. Please be with me today. And we pray all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, guys. Next week, we are going to continue in our series, Fruit of the Spirit, and we will be talking about kindness.
I can't wait to share this message with all of you. Feel free to invite your friends and family to watch this message along with you. Also, I just want to remind you that if you are comfortable, we will continue to meet in person at the pavilion across the street from our building at 10 a.m. next Sunday, which is located at 100, 100 Quinton Drive. At these outdoor services, we will continue to wear masks and keep our distance. Now, if you're not comfortable, you're welcome to continue to watch with us online just like you are right now. We want to provide the best product we can to you no matter where you are. Next, I want to talk about how we practice generosity here at Akuo. What we do is practice the biblical method of giving called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. Now, we know that when you trust God with your finances, there is great financial blessing. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to get like, you know, 100 pairs of, of the most exclusive Jordans delivered to your house or anything like that just because you tithe. That's not how it works. But the way it does work is that anytime you give something over to God, you experience a blessing in that area. You experience a peace knowing that you are trusting God to take care of you. This could be a thing that you have uh, patience developed in you during the season. This could help you develop that patience. So we want you to grow closer to God by exercising this very practical discipline. We want you to experience God's peace this week. We want you to dig your roots deep, so, so deep that you see fruit in your life. Now, that might not be a possibility for you right now. Things might be really tough for you and your family. And if things are tough for you right now, we want to help you out. We want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs some help, just tell us so we can go help them. For that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send me an email directly at humby.cedavetta at akuo.church. You can also call or text the church directly at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to tithe here at Akuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. And when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text akuo a-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to tithe to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our P.O. Box available if you'd like to send your tithe through check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. One last thing, I just want to remind you guys about our Zoom group. This is a great way for us to get together and hear how God is bearing fruit in us and how we can share it with one another. For all the links to this Zoom group, all you have to do is go to any of our social media pages. Okay, guys, that's all that we have for you today. And like I tell you every single week, I love each and every one of you, and I'm praying for all of you all week long. Now, before we go, let me pray over you one last time. So Jesus, as everyone clicks off their browser, turns off their TV, and puts away their phone, I ask that you would be speaking to them. Jesus, I ask that you would help them plant their roots deep into your living water. I pray that you would fill them completely with your patience and help them understand peace better. I pray that they will overflow with the spiritual fruits that you give them, so much so that everybody they come across will be able to experience you. Thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you. And we pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, guys, that's it. We'll see you on Wednesday at the Zoom group. 
Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.